And all the people who never believed in me, this is for you. This episode is sponsored by all the people who said I couldn't do it. Gotcha. Proved you wrong. You know? A little crunchy crunch in the morning is the... <laughs> that's, that's the that's the gag this time. The gag is the crunchy. These dots, pretzels, bro, are like... They are pretty fire. They're on... They're God-level pretzels. They are really good. And indeed, they definitely changed the game in the pretzels. You ever turned a girl into a pretzel, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Welcome to the Docs and Crocs podcast, where we explore the latest happenings in news, culture, and everything in between. Our team of experts and enthusiasts, me being the expert, and I'm the enthusiast, bring you fresh takes on the hottest articles, trends, and pop culture phenomena. From breaking news to the latest viral sensation, we've got you covered. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive into the world of Docs and Crocs. But welcome back to another week's of Docs and Crocs. Another week's. We had the wonderful guest of AJ last week. The cinematographer, very funny episode. Lots of funny memes. He's a good guy. Very collaborative. So if you are in town, go to Flick's Brew House. Go support the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a homie. Just go to Flick's Brew House. Yeah. And uh, ask for AJ. Ask for AJ. Exclusively AJ. Oh, check this out. I didn't show you this. Whoa. So there's me. Yep. So I'm playing. It just says hubby. I'm playing the husband. Yeah, naturally. And then these are my wives. <laughs> <laughs> wow. These are the versions. <laughs> so <laughs> these are the versions. Uh huh. This this it's about. I can't. I don't want to give anything away. People who are listening to this are like Wh what? You better clear this up <laughs> real quick. No, this is for a film. And there's the guy has one wife, but she's multiple people. That's all I can say. Wow. I think that's all I can say. I don't know that anybody from this specific place listens to this podcast. I didn't sign an NDA or anything, but I just typical actor rules. I'm just not going right. to say anything before yeah. it comes out. But these are like all her different faces or versions or whatever. Versions? What, what is she? Borderline personality disorder? No, that's. Not exactly. Um, oh, interesting. I didn't even realize. So that's number one. That's number two. Mm -hmm. But that's supposed to be the... Oh, and that's going to be our, the kid, I think. Doesn't that look like that meme kid? It does. Isn't that that meme kid? Yeah. You have know you what I'm talking about. Right? Have you ever had a dream where you? Is that the one you're talking about? No, 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 no. no that kid that is one. like this. That he's like a little Hispanic kid. This is the one that's just like the stock photo kid, that uh, makes that face, and then people just put the words over it. The same blue shirt and everything. I'm like, that's that stock photo meme kid, right? You'll have to show me the meme. I don't. If I find it. And then this is the guy. Uh, I think. I think this is the guy that she's cheating on you with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I debated whether or not I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, I never. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have to say about and that's that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I took a trip to the back rooms the other day. The back rooms? Yeah, you know the back rooms? No. <laughs> Do you mean like. Is this one of those moments where like you. I'm talking about something that you've never. It's a pop culture reference you've never heard of? Yeah. You've never heard of the back rooms? No. This was unplanned. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay, this what? is where the episode begins. Yep. Right here. You've never heard of the back rooms? What do you mean? What is the back room? Oh, brother. I'm about to send you down a rabbit hole. Have you ever heard of Slender Man? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know about creepypasta? Somewhat. What do you know about creepypasta? Nothing. Okay. Honestly, that's my favorite thing. I love doing that to people too because then they're just like, okay, like it's just better than BSing. It's just, oh yeah, kind of. Like what? Nothing at all. Please explain. Just tell me because I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I I'll be like talking to someone who's like really smart and they'll make some stupid reference to some old historical whatever, and they're like, you know, and I'm like, shout out to Paul Hunt. <laughs> Shout out to Paul Hunt. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't know at all. Why don't you just explain it? Actually, a lot of times when I'm talking to Connie, I feel that way. She'll be like, she'll just bring something up in conversation that's about like ancient history. Right. Yeah. And she'll be like, you know. And I'm like, I don't. No. I have no idea what you're talking about and I can't follow you whatsoever. So you're going to have to explain it. Or. Indeed. So anyway, creepypasta. Mm-hmm. How do you not know about. Cre- I'm like, sometimes. I, I don't mean this as like a... I'm not trying to be a, an ass by saying this. But right. like, I'm older than you. Yeah. But I feel younger than you sometimes in the like things that I have followed or... I mean, I, I got into this one when I was like young. I only know about this because it's like an internet thing. Yeah. Like it's just a thing. Right. Like if you're an internet person at all... Creepypasta is a series of stories. It was like a web... It, it's a website, I think, now. Mm-hmm. But it's like a forum where people can submit stories and, like, mm-hmm. they, like, put out these stories or these ideas. Like, have you ever heard of an SCP? Mm-mm. Oh, my God, bro. I'm about to ruin your life. <laughs> Who am I kidding? You don't care. <laughs> he doesn't give a damn. <laughs> More accurate statement could not have been said. I just, I hope that you'll, like, I, this is stuff that I didn't, I wasn't, like, initially into, like, this stuff is way older than me. Right. Like, it was big, and then I just heard about it, and I was like, wait, people already know about this? Yeah. So, like, I'm, like, a step below where you're at, and then there's even deeper. There's just, like, right. so SCPs, there's hundreds of them. SCPs. And the SCP Foundation is a foundation that captures anomalies or anomalic beings. Yeah. And um, just make sure that creeper doesn't kick that thing. I, I don't think he's strong enough to do it, but if he is. Okay. <laughs> just yeets him. There's, so there's hundreds of SCPs, and there's like SCP 309, SCP 287, and right. they're like either creatures. And they're classified by like are are they harmful? Are they inert? Yeah. Are they containable? Mm. Some of them are like they look like people, like Not SCP whatever whatever could be a person mm. that like if you sit in a room with them they steal your identity. Yeah. Or like an SCP. There's one SCP that's like it's a painting, and you can't sit in a room and stare at that painting. 
or else it'll like you'll just go insane. What? But like nobody can actually explain what it looks like because it always has to be covered by a sheet. But if you do look at it, like it drives you insane. Wow. So those are SCPs. That's a creepy pasta. Yeah. Slender Man. You you've heard of Slender Man. Yeah. Slender Man is a creepy pasta that gained so much internet traction that people weren't sure if it was fake anymore. I they see. were like, is this real? And so it was just an internet thing. But now there's been like big movies made about Slender Man. Like mm-hmm. actual movies. So the back rooms are fall into this same vein where so what the back rooms are specifically is you can clip out of reality like how in a video game you can clip out Mm -hmm. so people are saying like in reality you could just randomly clip out of reality Mm -hmm. and end up in this endless space it's a liminal space have you ever heard of liminal spaces no liminal spaces are like old photos like have you ever seen like old photos of like empty mall playgrounds or like empty mall food courts and they just look super like they're just called liminal spaces and they're just like if you look at them long enough they almost like trigger a memory even if you've never been there interesting yeah i can't believe like this is real stuff that i'm just like super excited to talk to you about outside of the podcast Mm -hmm. but the back rooms are an infinite liminal space it's all just like moist carpet yellow wallpaper and endless hallways of empty rooms. Wow. With like a constant like buzzing lights. Just and it's just endless. And there's just endless corridors, endless corridors, endless corridors. And you just walk forever and ever. Right. But then there's like some being eventually that's chasing you. And those are the back rooms. I see. Did you get chased? No, I just, we were, I, I had to explain all of that just to say like, if you if you go to like old enough like Macy's or JC Penney mm-hmm. and you go into like their changing rooms that's what it feels like. Like this is a liminal space. That's what this is called. Got it. Like it's it's just it just it's just repetitive nothingness. Mm-hmm. And it's like even if you've never been there anybody could say that they've been there. Yeah. Like even like a deep childhood memory of just like wandering through like right. an abandoned part of the mall or something and you're just a liminal space. Yeah. So those are the back rooms. And now there's like really, really good, like well-made YouTube series on the back rooms. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I once got down such a rabbit hole. I was 18, actually. This happened when I was 18. I'm ashamed to say this. Whoa. But I was 18 years old when I started going down the rabbit hole of Slender Man. Mm-hmm. And I got so deep into it. At 18 years old. Yeah. I was legally an adult. I got so deep down the rabbit hole of Slender Man that, like, my brain started convincing me that it was real. Wow. It's, like, such a deeply rooted thing. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, two little girls were arrested and charged as adults for stabbing a third little girl, like, 27 times to death in the woods because they said that Slender Man told them to do it. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just remember the Slender Man game. And Daniel was playing it. Oh, yeah. And I was watching him play it. And you're just like in the woods. Yeah. And you have a flashlight with a limited battery and you need to like find all the pieces of paper or whatever. Exactly. And if Slender Man looks at you, like if you look him in the face, he just can chase you and kill you. Yeah, he, you're dead. Mm-hmm. So I had a few nightmares about that. Yeah. Um, I couldn't look behind me for a while. Yeah. Um, but the stories of Slender Man, like just the written stories are horror inducing. Like, Wow. Oh, yeah. 
Huh. It's just a well-written idea. But some guys came up with it and put it on Creepypasta. But, and then, like, there were, like, photos of Slenderman mm-hmm. in the woods behind, like, playgrounds and stuff. And they were so well-made that people thought, like, oh, wait, this is a real thing. Right. This isn't fake anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, one of these days I might run into Slenderman. He's going to tell me to stab you 27 times. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, what do we do? Um, I mean, the problem with that is, so Slenderman's whole thing is that he steals children. Yeah. And you can't look at his face. Right. So how did he tell you to do something? Yeah. How like do if you, you meet him and you survive, like that's, I don't know, that says a lot about your character, I think. What, what if I'm a sleeper agent? For Slenderman? For Slenderman. You're a sleeper slender. I'm a sleeper slender. Slender sleeper. You have that look in your eyes. Yeah. Hey, you're a slender sleeper. Yeah. Do I have the crazy eyes? That's a... Damn, that's a good question. I don't know. You're always squinting. <laughs> 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 so you're always kind of hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, eyes are the window to the soul. Right. But when you open your eyes fully, it's like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much. There's too much in your soul. I don't know. That's why your eyes are always half closed. You're hiding something in your soul that's mm. dark and slender, Manny. Mm. Yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a sleeper agent. I was watching this TikTok. Yeah. You know who Matt Reif is? Uh, of course I know who Matt Reif is. Everyone and their mother knows who Matt Reif is. Yeah, he's the hot comedian. Chiseled out of stone. Yeah, straight out of... Given the spirit of every comedian from the past hundred years, yeah. Yeah. So he's being interviewed by a girl. Of course he is. Naturally. Matt Reif doesn't talk to men. Yeah, no. Why would he? What are the odds of that? And they're talking about... If you're that sexy, you're the only man that exists. Other men are a myth. Precisely. He's talking to her about, like, this girl who's decently attractive. Okay. And (laughs) he's saying... Like, you don't initiate a kiss on the first date if you guys had a good time. They're talking about, like, first date etiquette. Okay. She's like, no, I would never initiate the first kiss. Matt's like, like, never? Even if it was, like, the best date ever and he wasn't going to initiate? She was like, no. I. <laughs> and then she said something and the crazy eyes, like, perked their little head. I was like, oh, my gosh. This girl is insane. She said... I have to be so wanted, Matt. I have to be so needed. Oh. I'm so needy. And her eyes, the crazy eyes, came out in that moment. And I was like, Matt, run for your life, man. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. It's those moments of crazy eyes, you know? I saw a clip of Matt Reif and this like slightly older woman went to one of his shows. Mm-hmm. Like, women go to his shows and give him gifts on stage. Yeah. On like cards and presents this lady, only a little bit older than him, like, not like super old, but like mom age, like 30s. You or know, mommy or like, age. And she hands him a <laughs> gift on stage, and it's a bag, and in the bag there's a gift, but then there's a, a contract. Oh, wow. And it was like a sex contract. Oh, my gosh. I'm just like, what universe? That's a different timeline. You're hot and you're funny. Sometimes I'm convinced that social media gives us glimpses of timelines that we're not living on. No, guaranteed. Like other people are living in a different timeline. Like when the when they turned on the Large Hedron Collider mm. and we all got split, I'm convinced that social media is the lens that we get to see those other timelines. Because like, I'm like, that's not real. That's I, not a real universe. I heard this statistic that there are more 
women under the age of 30, maybe it's 40, that are only fans creators than our teachers. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I think that's how you know society is collapsing. Right. Yeah, Western society is is on the down. Can we just go back to like the early 2000s where like a girl takes a naked selfie with like a digital camera mm-hmm. and then sends it to her boyfriend and then they break up so he like sends it to people in the class. Yeah. And then they have the bully counselor have to sit them down and talk about it. Right. And then it takes her a couple years to get over it and then everybody moves on. Yeah. Like it was like you didn't want that to happen. But now now it's like, "Oh, I'm over 18. I guess I'll make money by being disgusting." Or like being disrespected? Right. But but respect me for that. I don't that's the part that really gets me. It it yeah. The double standard of like do not objectify women. But also Lady boss, if she sells nudes, I don't get it. I'm like, wait. There, there definitely is some really big inconsistencies. I don't with that whole argument. There's supposed to be like all this respect for the sex industry now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, if it's like sex workers, you better respect them and you better think that they're awesome. And I'm like, wait, but isn't the sex industry also like a huge offender when it comes to like sex trafficking yeah. and child stuff? I'm like, why? I heard this an- another comedian who I think is really funny. He was like, yeah, I saw this hooker walking down the street. Oh, apparently I can't call her a hooker anymore. I have to call her a sex worker. But if I pay him, you know, I feel like I can call him whatever (laughs) I want. Golly. I know. I just don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I just, it's those types of things that make me, because in my world, in my world. Yeah. That stuff's not even, like, real. On the radar, Things aren't happening. I, I don't know anybody. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's people we know who secretly go home and have an OnlyFans account where they like don't show their face or something. And we just have no idea. That's that's pro that's possible. But it's it's definitely John, not John, this is an intervention. I don't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> 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 it's definitely not a situation where I almost think there's like a source of pride from like Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm an OnlyFans creator. And that's crazy to me. Yeah, it is very it's crazy to me that now it's like a, a thing to be proud of. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. What were we talking about? Um, we, we get there? We were talking about Slenderman and then oh, Matt yeah. Rife talking Matt to a Rife. girl and then Crazy Eyes. I heard it said it this way by a good friend who I went to the gym with for a while. He's like, listen, women are crazy, men are whores. And those are just the facts of life. Men are whores? Yeah. That's another kind of double thing, actually, isn't it? What do you mean? Like if a well, now now it's changing though. I I, I can't keep track. But e- but all of like the the because like if a woman sleeps with a lot of guys, right? That's like a slutty way to be. Yeah. But a guy who sleeps with a lot of women, it's just like ah. Yeah, he has game. But nowadays, I don't think there's even that anymore. Now I, now you can't think there's like slut shaming. Right. Which is like I don't. I just think it's funny how the the society is slowly taking things that are shameful. Yeah. But if you put the word shaming after it, it makes you the bad guy. Right. Like, what are you murder shaming right now? Are you murder shaming me? Oh my gosh. So just because I killed those three people means that you can murder shame me. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. 
the police catch you after robbing a bank and you're like, oh, oh, oh. Are, you rob are you shaming, rob shaming, shaming me, me right, right now? now? I don't, I don't know. It's going to, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. But on another note, <laughs> today's weekly example of weird things I saw at the gym today. Oh, okay. I don't have a segment for this, but I'm hoping you did. <clears throat> oh, no. I don't. Well, that concludes the weekly <laughs> segment <laughs> <laughs> of weird things I saw. I have gym. not been to the gym. Uh, I'm paying $100 a month. Uh-huh. For a gym I can't get to. Ouch. Because I can't sleep. Yeah. And every day that I wake up, my schedule is completely packed for me already. Wow. I'm lucky if I can scratch my own button piece for three minutes. (laughs) And that's cutting into something. That's cutting into something that I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) The bathroom TikTok break? Exactly. I saw a TikTok today that it was like, it was a stitch and it was a girl being like, I have a question for the guys. What are, what the F are you doing in the bathroom? And then it cuts to this guy sitting on the toilet watching that exact TikTok. <laughs> what are you guys doing in the bathroom for so long? And he just looks over like, I'm, I'm doing this. Like, Oopsies. I'm watching your TikToks. That's- There's a guy that I'm in a group with in class, and he sends me a ridiculous amount of Instagram memes. He's not on TikTok because he's he's a Marine. So he's like, screw China. But okay. he sends me a bunch of Instagram reels. Okay. Which isn't super consistent, but Eddie Hoosies. Right. It, Instagram reels are just videos from TikTok. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so he sends me like, I think close to like five or ten a day. Oh, wow. And it's to a point where I just like look at what the thumbnail is and I see if it's kind of good. And then I just kind of scroll away for it. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, but that's... That's a one-sided bromance. Right yeah, it, it is a one-sided bromance. And he makes me do all the work in class. He doesn't make me do all the work. He 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 helps for sure. But speaking of class today, we were talking about I was talking with my friend Matt about class. Mm. And when I was when I started undergrad in 2018, Matt was also doing undergrad. I was going for biology, biochem, pre-med stuff and Matt was going for business. And so, but we would see each other on campus cuz we This is Matt, Matt, right? Yeah. Like whenever you say my friend Matt, I'm like, I think at this point you could just call him Matt. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Because like as long as we've been friends, you've also been like, oh yeah, my friend Matt. Uh, I'm like, I know Matt is your lover on the side. Like, I. Any hoosies? <laughs> <laughs> what when is he gonna be on the podcast? Did he move? No. He lives here. Yeah, he he's lives married here. now, though, right? Yeah, he's married. Tell him to come on the podcast. Yeah, we'll have All him right, on the podcast. Continue your story. I'm sorry. Anyway. So he would see me coming out of classes from time to time, and we would work on, um, we lived pretty close by, so we would hang out quite a bit in undergrad, do homework and get stuff done and stuff like that. And my first semester in college, I had Calculus 2 with, I don't know, Professor Vasilvia, Dr. Vasilvia. She was a Russian lady that taught Calculus. Wow. She was very strict, but she was very good at Calculus she was very clear, concise, to the point, organized. And Matt's older brother had taken Vasilvia for Calc 1 and failed the class on the first try. Yikes. When he went to Vasilvia and said, hey, is there anything you can do to pass me? She's like, you failed the class. There's nothing I can do. 
you failed class, the grade not there, I can't I can't do anything. You have to retake class. Do I can't you unbutton a button of a shirt and be like, <laughs> no, is there anything? Is there anything you is can do? Is there anything? But hey, V. Professor V. <laughs> Professor V. <laughs> Did you give me a D? Because Because <laughs> <laughs> I can repay the favor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have her for Calc 2. Okay. And the first quarter of a class, to me, is the most interesting part of the class. Okay. Because in that time period, if you can effectively learn that professor's language, you can get an A in that class, no problem. What I mean by this is if you can learn the way the professor asks questions and likes questions to be answered, sure. and yeah, the yeah. format of the questions that are going to be on the exam, if you can learn that in the first quarter of the class, the other three quarters are cake. I learned this, yeah, in college it was definitely super prevalent. Probably in the Calc 2 class, and also I had Chem 1, and Chem 1 is, like, in the first exam, like, half the class failed the exam, and by the second exam... Like half to two thirds of the class dropped the class because it was too hard. Now I didn't. Whoa! I don't think this class is difficult. Is the class challenging? For most people, yes. Hmm. What I mean by that is, every class they're teaching you a new concept that builds on the last concept they just they just teach you. So if you don't understand a concept right away and don't get help right away you're going to fall further and further behind in the class. And so that especially reared its head that semester. And on the first exam in Chem 1, I got like an 84. And I was preposterized by it. I thought I did better, but I learned from my mistakes. And on the next exam, I got a 94. But there was a 10-point curve, so I got a 104 on the exam. <coughs> the people, my classmates looked at me like I was a monster. And was I a monster? You know what? Some people are just built different, and I'm one of those people oh, in class. Okay. Sorry about it, but not sorry about it. <laughs> so we're talking. This guy <laughs> takes a sip. Could be the move. <laughs> Gets a 104, takes a sip of his old-fashioned. Yes. So I'm taking, this is my third semester in college, I'm taking organic chemistry. Now, organic chemistry is even harder than general chemistry, and a lot more people drop the class but it's basically like carbon structures and reactions of carbon structures. Okay. And that's that's pretty much all it is. It's just life-based. Right. Right. It's a ton of creation of different how different molecules interact with each other in certain contexts. So I sat next to an Asian guy, his name was Dan. I knew Dan from freshman orientation. We was were his name Dan Eugen? No, it was Dan Hyun. Oh. Young. Oh, even better. Yeah. Oh. He was super Asian. Okay. And so we would sit next to each other. We would help each other in class. And Matt was in the same class we were, but after us. So okay. we we had the class, and then Matt would be standing outside when I would walk out of class. So cute. I know it was really cute. You know, a little kiss. <laughs> a little pat on the bum. You know, oh, I see. Yeah, you yeah. a little good job. It's more respectable. Yeah, for yeah, school. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. More socially acceptable. <laughs> Anyways, he's, um, and he would be like, oh, how's the class, John? And I'm like, you know what? Uh, it's not that bad. 
it is difficult, but it's not that it's not that hard. Uh-huh. And then he would tell me that other people coming out of the class would be freaking out. When he worked at Chick-fil-A, one of the people he worked with was in my class. He was talking to him and he was like, hey, how's organic chemistry? The guy's like, bro, I have a 68 right now. We have an exam today, so it's make or break. So if I don't pass this exam, it's over for me. And I'm sitting in the class with like an A yeah. at this point. And so Matt was just so confused. Every time he tells me, he says, you know, you're the only person that did well in Vesilvia's class and also the only person that did well in organic chemistry. With this in mind. Yes. This is one of the things that drives me crazy about you. Yeah. Because of the types of things that I've tried to do to, like, make myself rich. Yeah. Are things that are slightly difficult for me. But would probably be really easy for you because of how your mind works. But you're, but you're like, ah, I'll just go into the military. Like, okay, yeah. People who like, there are guys that just sit at their computer for like four hours a day, right? And just turn stocks around, yeah. Or like turn crypto. Do they like short penny stocks? Like just boom, 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 and they just get it. Like they get the numbers, they get the patterns, mm-hmm. they see patterns, and they just follow the patterns, and they just boom, 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 and that's what they do. Right. For me, that was not an easy thing to do. Yeah. It was. I was okay at it with crypto a little bit. Like I could watch and I could kind of get like the trends and be like, oh, okay. Right. But like shorting stocks and like trade, like day trading crypto to me was like I don't understand that. Yeah. But I'm like, you could definitely. I feel like you could sit and do that for a day, uh-huh. a couple days. And like be like, oh, I get the pattern. I see the pattern here. This is easy stuff. And you could just make yourself rich. And then you could do whatever you wanted. See. But you're like, I'm going to go give my give my toes to Uncle Sam. But I'm like, you could just sit at your computer and be rich. Like You, you live at home. Mm-hmm. You could literally just sit at your computer, short stocks on like upcoming companies, like new companies. That's what you do. You short penny stocks on like new companies, mm-hmm. and then just pull. And then you're just like, ah, just made ten thousand this today. See, the thing is, I don't like you tutor math. I d- yes, but math is different than stocks. I don't understand the principles behind shorting and trading on the stock market. But like, I don't. I don't know the language. You could learn it in a day. Where where do I learn these things from? Jonathan, where do you learn anything? The internet? YouTube. Yes, but the thing is about YouTube is how reliable is that source? You just watch them do it, and then you're like, oh, I can do that. Like, I watch people do it, and I'm like, they're using all these words, and they're talking about patterns, they're explaining it, and I'm like, I'm still not getting it, even though I'm watching them explain it. Right. But, like, you play a game for an hour, and you're like, okay... There are four attack patterns. <laughs> In those four attack patterns, there's three phases. Phase one of the third attack pattern is repeating phase three of the first attack pattern, but with a 50% increase in XP. So at that point, we need to only be jumping. And you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. How do you know that? <laughs> it looks randomized to me. And you're like, come on, Ryan. It's the same thing repeated four times in three successions. And there's two variants to the And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. But that's how it sounds when I'm watching these guys talk online about how they make all this money. So I'm like, that's just you. You haven't dressed like those guys. I could see you sitting in just like a white room with your baseball cap on and your three-screen, your three-monitored computer and go, so obviously, 
obviously there's a golden triangle right here. There's your golden triangle. Here's your high candle. Here's your low candle. Here's your selling point. Done. I, I think you could make ten grand your first month. See, the thing is, I, I don't have a lot of starting capital to invest in that. Oh, okay. And part of the learning process is making mistakes, right? Yeah. And the thing is with trading a lot of stocks is the leverage they give you can triple triple your profit or essentially bankrupt you. That's why you start with penny stocks. Well, penny stocks are a lot less predictable than other stocks. That's why you short them. I don't understand what that means. And neither do I, but you could learn it. <laughs> I remember like people explain things to me. Like even while you're talking about school, mm -hmm. I'm realizing like just now. I've been out of school for like I haven't been at a school, like in any sort of class for I say I'm twenty nine. I don't know. Since I was 17. Mm -hmm. So 12 years at least. But like as you're talking about this, I'm realizing like how easy it would have been to like, like if I just, if I, I just say I didn't care. I, I was like, I could be doing so many other things right now. Right. But like if you care, if you're like an academia type person mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm going to just like after, like if, it, if you don't guess, like you could take a super hard ass class. Mm-hmm. Not understand it at all. Mm -hmm. But when the bell rings and everyone else leaves, you just go up to the teacher and be like, hey, I don't understand what you were trying to teach. Can you help me? And then you'd figure it out. But like, I just didn't do that. Speaking of academia, Gilmore Girls. Oh, oh here gosh. we go. The thing about academia is... Gilmore Girls is so good, but it's so hard. <laughs> Rory has just gone off the handle, Okay. Rory is the little girl in Gilmore Girls. She's not little anymore now. She's supposed to be like 22 or something in the show. And she went from like, oh, I'm just going to be the the little star child of Stars Hollow. She lives in the small town with her mom. Mm -hmm. And she's like the queen. She's like the, the poster child of the whole town. Yep. And now she's sleeping around, dropping out of school. Daddy issues. Sorry about it. Well, I mean, that's definitely, yeah, it's definitely part of it. I just, it's, oh, it's blowing me. It's blowing my mind. We stayed up till like one in the morning the other night because we just kept watching episodes because we're like, we're just waiting. Uh, we watch Gilmore Girls because it's easy watching. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just an easy show to watch. You just sit back and it just plays and you're just like, oh, it's fun. It's not fun anymore. It's not fun. It's it's enough seasons in now. You know when shows do this and they yeah. just get to a point where like now everything is serious. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, can you guys go back to being funny? Yeah. But like now their stories are real and they're like doing real things and you're like, oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. So it's just like episode after episode of like everyone's life is falling apart. And you're like, oh my god, like VGHS. Yeah, you watch VGHS, right? Yeah. We should do a series. A series. I would kind of be. I would you be down for this? We do a series. What's the idea? You know, like we were talking about like Vikings, or we're talking about yeah, uh, anime or whatever. But what if we do a series? Like we do like a a, a certain time frame of the podcast. Yeah. Where every right before the podcast, every week we watch one episode of VGHS. Uh huh. And so, in the midst of the podcast, we talk about the episode. It's our VGHS segment. Yeah. How would you? What do you think about that? So 
<clears throat> I feel like because I, I just feel like our like I'm not super big on like niching down, but if I think about who our audience would be, uh-huh. it's like show people, video game people, right? Movie people. So I feel like, but but slightly older, like in the older, you know, t- like yeah. twenty to thirty. Yeah. And I feel like that's people who would know what VGHS is, and it would be like they would feel like if I was listening to a pod, if I was listening to TMG and they started talking about episodes of VGHS every week, I would feel so sucked in. Yeah. Because I'd be like, oh man, this is like my heart cry. Yeah, I'm down. VGHS is one of the series that like I've watched multiple times. Same. And there's only there's very few shows that I've watched. Like over and over again. Yeah, and for me, it's VGHS, Community. Have you ever watched Community? Well, we've talked about this. Yeah, no. That's another one that if you watched Community, mm-hmm. like one episode a week, and we could talk about it. Oh my god, it's so freaking good. The fact that you haven't watched it actually surprises me because it's like you and I are two of the characters in the show. I see. Which ones? Who knows? I he knows. I know. Ryan knows. I do know. Ryan knows for sure. I think I've. <laughs> I think I've. I know. A quarter to like a half of the lines in VGHS, and could quote those lines. That's what I'm saying. Like, like on demand. I've watched it over the years. I mean, because I watched VGHS when it was just on YouTube. Yes. You know. Yes. And now it's on Netflix. I know. And you're like, what? Yeah. Rocket jump? Like, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? What happened to Brian D? AFK. Law ready for this? So you were telling me in the back room that this is called a pub stomp. What else were you guys doing in the back room? (laughs) Oh, God. Ladies. So a pub stomp is when a pro like me goes into a public match and lays down the. Let me hear it. The law, the law, the law. I love this crowd. You remember when I showed you how the law now has a TikTok yes! account called Five Second Film? I wasn't ready for that. I know. I wasn't ready for that. One of the so when I was dating a girl, um, I tried to show her VJHS. And oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she did what? She didn't like it. That was the first like signal that this was gonna go downhill very quickly. Yeah. I just how, honestly though, what would you? How would you feel about doing something like that? Like you just, just have to watch one episode. Just one episode. Just one episode. There's three seasons, so we'd be going at this for a while. Yeah. And then even after it was over, like then we could talk about just like the next show. Just whatever and we could talk about. I mean, so is this is is Docs and Crocs like seasons down the line just going to be about show analysis? I, I not a hundred percent. I yeah. mean, I, I wouldn't want to be one of those people that does like an hour of show analysis. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, but just I'm a little like, segment. It's a segment, and it would be like the first thing. You know what I mean? But then the rest of it would be like, yeah, we talk about our usual stuff. What about two episodes? Why? Because you don't want it to go too long. No, because only talking about one episode when all the episodes are like action packed. You know. I know. That's why I'm saying because then it would be a short segment. It I wouldn't see. be like a whole episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. one episode of VGHS. We come on, yeah. and we're like, "All right, VGHS this week." Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just it is. It's just a segment. No okay. Are you down? Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. I'm so down. I just want an excuse to watch it again. So next week, are we having a guest? So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that out. 
if I can get this space like really cleaned up, mm-hmm. uh, because we got to figure out a time to have Natalie on. Yes. Natalie, was it James? I don't know. We have a prospect. We have a we have a, a possible guest who's pretty big on TikTok. Pretty more followers than us. More followers than us on TikTok. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, we interviewed her at UNM. Yeah. So her movie choices were good. So I'm like, maybe she knows VGHS. If she does, that would be crazy. I would. I might propose to her on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Now we have to have her. On? There is no way. There is no way. There is no way that she knows I'm gonna message her from BGSS. the Docs and Crocs TikTok and ask her if she knows. <laughs> I'm telling you, she and then does. I won't tell you though. <laughs> if she does, I'm bringing a ring. <laughs> I'm bringing a ring on the show. Oh my god! Uh, but on another note, on another one, in today's weekly segment of topics I got from anime. Oh right. This week, so I'm watching Kuroko no Basket. It's a basketball anime, and it's so sick. I think it's one of the best animes that I've watched in my life to date. I've never seen somebody freaking just like mukbang clear <laughs> so many shows at once. You're watching a new show every week. Yeah, pretty much. And is, is it because they're all one season? For the most part. Okay, because I'm like, you watch a show for like years. Yeah. But you're like, every week you're like, okay. Now I'm watching Nagashi Slam. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so this most like, of them it's a show about rice balls. One or, like one to three seasons with a maximum of twenty five episodes a season. Every episode is twenty three minutes, twenty ish minutes. So I can, you I can got it down to a science. I can clear episodes very quickly. And when See, I in that time, you could be shorting penny stocks. I don't know how to do that. I'm just saying. And. I, I make time in my schedule for animes that I really like. Of course you do. Because, oh my gosh, I'm on the edge of my seat. So, in Kuriko no Basket, it covers this generation of miracles, which is a five-member squad that won the national chan- championship in Japan all three years in middle school. So Unlikely. S- exactly. <laughs> That's the best part. So 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, they won the national championship, and they doubled their opponent's score in every single game. So these five members are called the Generation of Miracles. Oh, I see. There you go. Yes. So they are ridiculously good at basketball. Right. They each have their own weapon, which they use pretty much flawlessly. Anyway. Weapon as in like style of playing or like as a blade for a butt? (laughs) Style of play. Okay. So one of them... His weapon is he can shoot from pretty much anywhere on the court and right. drains it. So half-court shot, drains it. Mm. Three-quarters of a court shot, drains it. And it's absolutely ridiculous, but you're in for the ride, and you love every second of it. And he falls in love with the female no, captain of the other team. There's no romance. This oh. is all serious. Oh, wow. This is all serious, right? Okay. I'm growing. 
as All a right, person. Wow. Not everything has to be romance. And then she gets arrested because they're not allowed to be No! Well, let me tell the story okay, and I'll get to the idea. <laughs> Another one is super good at defense. He's like two meters tall, just has a ridiculous wingspan. His defense is impeccable, blocks every shot. Anyways, mm. another one plays in a very streetball manner and can shake anyone, any defender, pretty much. The next one is a copycat clone, so he can take anyone's style of play, mirror it, and make it his own. And the final one hasn't really been revealed yet, but it's been mm. foreshadowed That's very true. heavily. So these five players of the generation uh, he's of black. Me- he's not black. <laughs> <laughs> he's not black. That's the to be revealed <laughs> secret. <laughs> So these five generation of miracles recognize a sixth man as part of the generation. Are they of all mir- Asian? Come on! Are they? <laughs> yeah, they're Asian. That's the real miracle. It's a- <laughs> Go so, on. So the sixth man okay. is known as the Phantom Sixth Member. Jeez. His name is Kuriko. Hmm. He excels at passing, so much so that his presence on the court is virtually unseen. So you don't notice him, and when a pass gets directed, he redirects the pass to another open person. Mm. He calls it misdirection. Wow. Similar to what you do in magic, how you point to one area. prestige. Yes, and draw people's attention to one area so you can work in another area. Right. That's what Kuriko does. And he meets this American basketball player, Kagami. Kagami is from America, but he's also Japanese. And they team together to try to be the best in Japan. So that's the context that I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> throw, throw, I that, know, I throw, that <laughs> throw that Kagami. Throw that Kagami. All right. Good. So this idea, which I've been playing around with before I started watching Kuriko No Basket, but in the in this show, I think it's given me some more ideas around the concept of being devoted to something and what it requires to be devoted to something and how devoted you are to something is also equivalent to how much you're willing to suffer for it. And I think one of the difficult things in my life, and I know because we've both been in ministry, I think one of the difficult things in ministry is when you devote yourself to it and it, doesn't go well yeah it destroys a lot of ideas and concepts and different patterns that we build into our life i think we can conflate the idea of being devoted to the church and being devoted to god i think that's one thing i've had to differentiate pretty rapidly in i guess the recovery from ministry which recovery from ministry i mean that's a crazy thing to say but it's honestly oh it's too real. It's too real. But separating that devotion to church from devotion to God. For and, sure. And when you're devoting yourself to something, you do everything that you can to grow yourself and equip yourself to give your plans the greatest likelihood of success. So you're doing everything in your power to succeed in this one area. And if you don't succeed, yes, it's painful and there's quite a bit of suffering in that, but it's also the devotion to this area of your life that allows that allows you to keep going and motivates you to pursue a different avenue in that. 
Like, hey, this option didn't work, so we're going to try this. That didn't work, we're going to try this. I'm going to try something until it works because I'm devoted to it. It's, it's like a, it's giving yourself over and over to something in order to succeed. So the biggest thing in Kirk or No Basket is because this generation of miracles is like a monster on the court, Kirko's team has to devote themselves to get better to overcome these monsters. I have to trust my team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's one of the episodes. I have to devote myself to my team. I can't go off on my own. Exactly. <laughs> but this, uh. this idea of devoting yourself. And one thing I, I super admire about your life is, I mean, this wedding this past week mm. was a huge milestone for you. You've been talking about for the past couple months about, you know, starting up the wedding videography business and mm -hmm. getting clients. And we're just seeing that now take off. Yeah. But one of the amazing things that you've devoted yourself to is photography and acting. Mm -hmm. And you've done everything in your power to be successful at that. And it's working out right now. Yeah. And you're seeing evidence of that success. Sure. Whereas a year ago or two years ago, you weren't exactly in the spot to even start trying in the way that you have now. No, I was in limbo two years ago. Right. But because you devoted yourself to these things, you gave yourself every option you could to succeed in those areas. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think there's one or two areas in our lives that we have to be devoted to. I think if where we get overwhelmed is when we devote ourselves to too many things. And we try to give a lot of our efforts to too many things and we spread ourselves really thin. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a satisfaction and a contentness that sets in when we're devoted to something and we see ourselves succeed. The example in my life right now is is fitness and, okay. and training for the training for the Marines. Right. When I first started um like my first tryout, I was able to do 15 pull-ups. I ran three miles in 24 minutes, and I did the four-minute plank. Now I'm at 19 pull-ups, and I got my running, running time down to 22 minutes and 30 seconds. And nice. for me, I hated cardio. Oh, sure. But because I was devoted to seeing myself succeed in this area... I did the things that I didn't want to do and that I hated to do to see myself succeed. How devotion to an area of your life provides the motivation to overcome the things that you hate doing. I'm sure in, in videography and acting, there's things that you hate doing, but because you're devoted to these areas, you, do, you have to do them. Yeah, let me... Think about that, actually. That's an interesting thought. I think... Dang. When it comes to acting, what's the part of acting that I hate? Honestly? Okay. I don't know if you have more to say on that, but you got me on a thought process. Yeah, go for it. Uh, with acting, because acting... So I put off acting for years mm -hmm. and people in my life who were close enough to me were like, what, why? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you just do it? 
And I was like, oh, like for a while it was like, well, because I'm in ministry and like that's the main thing I have to focus on. Mm -hmm. And so I made my passion second to like what I thought was my destiny. I've talked about that. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it was like, well, it's so special to me. I've never had anything like this. I've never, there's not, there's nothing else in my life that I've ever had this exact mm -hmm. issue with. Whereas like, it's so important to me that it, it's, it's almost like if you own something that was so expensive that you never took it out of the case. Right. You're like, it's just too valuable. Yeah. And if I take it out, it, it could lose value. Like yeah. I could, like if I break it or if I scratch it or if I, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, it becomes less special. Mm -hmm. And that's almost how I felt about acting. I was like, once I take it out of the box and like start pursuing it, like it could fail or I could lose my desire for it. Like mm -hmm. some, something like trivial that that happened with was like auto detailing. I had an auto detailing business for like a year. Mm -hmm. It's because I loved to detail my car. I would go out in our driveway and like detail my car and I love doing it. So then I turned it into a business and then I was like, I hate doing this. Mm -hmm. I hate doing this thing that I love. And so part of that was like with acting, I was like, I don't want to, grow sour towards it or I don't want mm -hmm. anything to happen. But um, I think the only thing about acting quote unquote that I don't that's hard is like having to make time to sit and sift through emails mm -hmm. one by one by one by one and each one has like five or six roles that maybe you could play mm -hmm. and having to go through each one Read the synopsis. Read the description of the character. Mm -hmm. You go, is that worth submitting to or is it not? Next one. Is this worth submitting to or is it not? Mm -hmm. is it, and just one by one by one, email after email after email, and then just submitting, 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 submitting. And then you're just, and then you'll never, and then you never hear back anything. Mm -hmm. Or you get sent like a self tape audition. They're like, okay, we want to do an audition. You do the audition, you never hear anything. Like, it's not like you don't get it, so they tell you. Like, hey, you didn't get it. Here's why. No. Mm -hmm. You just never hear anything. Right. So you set up the blue screen, the lights, the camera. You read over the script that they send you. You get somebody to read across from you. You memorize the script. You shoot it. You edit it together. You submit it. It takes hours. Mm -hmm. You never hear back. Ever. Ouch. And I think that's the part that's like... Sometimes I don't want to go through the emails. I'll, I'll Days will go by, and then I'll have, like, 50 emails to go through. Mm -hmm. And, like, 20 of those emails are for reality TV shows where you're going to try to date hot moms who, are, who grew up Mormon, and you're a farmer who's never used the Internet. Right. And they're going to put you on an island, and you're going to try to find a hot mom to date or something. And I'm yeah. like, no, thank you. Like, I'm not any of those things. Right. But that, but it's just like the part that you have to do. Mm -hmm. I think people see A-list actors, the one percent of acting, and like that's what acting is. But there are thousands of actors who are sifting through emails, right? Doing commercials, doing short films. Um. Yeah, I think photography and videography. I think the hardest part is like. There's not. There's not a part of it that I don't like necessarily. Mm -hmm. But like, I guess contracts, contracts are not fun. Right. But then you get paid. So That part's pretty sweet. But I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, because two years ago I was in limbo. Two years ago I was like jumping out of ministry mm -hmm. and then just like, what, what am I going to do? Like, I hadn't even decided to pursue acting. I was just done with ministry. Mm -hmm. And then people in my life are like, so you're going to act? And I'm like, ah, eventually I'll reach out to an agent, blah, blah, blah. So... 
The the reason I bring it up is yeah. la- last week I had the Super Smash Brothers tournament. Yeah. And <laughs> I I love your connections to things. It's amazing. <laughs> the reason I bring up this super deep topic is because I was at this Mario thing. <laughs> Go for it. it. It's it's all connected in my brain. Oh, I know. For sure. <laughs> I love it. Um and in high school um did I do pretty much in high school and a little bit of college, I was super involved in the New Mexico Super Smash Brothers scene. Where we played Super Smash Brothers Melee and a mod of Super Smash Brothers Brawl called Project Melee, and when I first entered the scene, I was absolute garbanzo beans, but I worked my way up to being one of like top ten in the state in both games. Translation for people who don't know, garbanzo beans means you're trash. You're right, and one of the reasons I was able to get so good is the top player in the state. His name was Neil. Um, hilarious guy. He was Indian. So freaking funny. It was amazing to be around. He was dating another, he was dating a girl that basically led the smash scene. And she lived right down the street from me. So I would go over to her house. We would play Super Smash Brothers for hours and hours. Okay. Oh, what, 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 (laughs) what? You're (laughs) lip-syncing something that the audience can't see. So I got to a place where I was good. Like, people, when I went to tournaments. <laughs> she taught you how to smash. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. It, I, I, I put it on the tee, and you knocked that out of the park. Thank you. Nice. Um, so, when, when I would go to tournaments, people would be like, oh, snap. It's fog. Mm, it's fog. It's fog. So, I had a little the bit. fog's rolling in. Yeah. That would have been, been your law moment. So, I had a little bit of a reputation, and I took pride in that. And then when I went to college, like, Neil started going to pharmacy school, and that took all of his time. He dropped Smash completely. And so because he dropped Smash, he was like my teacher. I was like, well, what's the point of playing? So last week, I go back to a tournament, and over 2020, over the pandemic, they released a version of Smash that you could play online that was r- had no lag, it was really good, and people have been grinding on that for the past three years. So, by the time I had dropped Smash is the time when a lot of people went into the training room and got really, really freaking good. Sure. So, when I got back into Smash, last week, I just played teams with a friend. And the friend, he got into the scene after me. I kind of taught him and played with him. I was better for a while, but then he just practiced his butt off, and now he's super good. I think he's like top five in the state. And we went, we played teams, and teams were teams were fun, but also we played against like the top team, the one that everyone expected to win. And one of the guys, he was like, hey, you did really well that game. We got crushed, 3-0, three, three games to zero. He's like, you did really well that game. And I got pissed. I got so angry. I was like, I was like, what are you? I was like, we didn't do good enough. We still got 3-0'd. He's like, yeah, but you guys did this one combo, and you guys killed, and it was really sweet. And I was like, this guy is underestimating me. And I got so mm. I got so mad because if it was a few years ago, we, we could have beaten them. Yeah. We could have made it a lot more close. And from that, I was like, this mother trucker is underestimating me. Does he have every right to underestimate me right now? Yes. Am I am I good at 
Am I good enough that he can't underestimate me? Not at all. So from this moment, what I used to be able to do because I was devoted to the game was go into the training lab and perfect my fundamentals and work on it for hours until I was good enough to beat him. That would be the training regiment that I would implement after this scenario because I was devoted to the game. But right yeah. now what I realize is I don't really care about this game that much. So am I okay with quitting it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm alright with quitting it. Do I have these moments where I'm like, man, I could practice and get really good and devote a lot of t my time to this and get better? Yeah, I have those moments of like, hey, I should probably practice now if I want to get better. But I'm like, why do I need to get better in this area? I'm not... This isn't a major part of my life where I have to be devoted to it. Right. I'm okay with letting this area of my life drop off. So that's where the that's where this thought has come from. And that's the background, that's the context. Jiminy. I, I'm having like a whole I'm having a roller coaster over here while you're talking about this. Yeah. Because um Letting things drop off of my life is like one of the hardest things for me to do. No, absolutely. Yeah. Because if I let, because I have, I always have so many things going on. Right. And I envy people who don't. Mm -hmm. I really envy people who like just have one thing and they're really good at it and like they're successful in that thing and that's it. Mm -hmm. And like that's what they do. Or like if they just have like a really killer job or they make a ton of money and then they just like get to spend all their time with their family or whatever. There's just one thing. Mm -hmm. And they're just like they have that job or they, they're good at computers or they're good at freaking, I don't know, landscape. Or there's just one thing. Mm -hmm. it, don't, it drives me crazy. Because I, I can be good at almost anything. Mm -hmm. Which is I think a thing that you and I have in common. Like we could put time to really anything and just... But my problem is if I choose any one thing to let drop off mm -hmm. and then a year later I see someone who's just killing it in that area. Right. I'm like, oh, if I had just stuck with that. Right. If I had just kept it on and then I'll jump back on. But now I'm a year behind. Yeah. Always. I feel that way with so many things. Mm -hmm. I think the other problem is that like. There are things that have dropped off of my life, but not because I decided to, mm -hmm. but because they just like were forced out right. by yeah. circumstances. Yeah. And that drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like I didn't choose, at least if I had chosen, I know I won't. That's one of the problems that I won't choose a thing to let drop off. Mm -hmm. But then the other part of it is just like, I feel like at least if I could choose, it'd be better than having things forced out. Mm -hmm. But it's like a lot of the things that I'm interested in or want to pursue or I'm trying to put time to aren't super lucrative. Right. And so like anything that comes along that is lucrative pushes that out. Yeah. And like the, the biggest example I have of that is streaming. Mm -hmm. Like when I became a streamer on Twitch, it was like that was the first thing <laughs> that was the first thing I did when I quit ministry. Mm hmm. Like I, like I was super depressed. I was in a really bad place. The first thing I did when I came out of that was become a Twitch streamer. 
and like Instagram, TikTok, Twitch. Like I was all over the place, like just creating constant, loving it. Mm-hmm. And then I put a pause on that character because I felt like I needed to. Mm-hmm. And it, I never, I just haven't had the time to keep it, to bring it back. Mm-hmm. I ha- but I want to so badly. Mm-hmm. But I just can't. And like I, there's this huge part of my personality that like wishes I could like be a gamer, like just a gamer person. That's why this room exists. Right. This room exists mm-hmm. because after like years, I finally was like, I can build like a game room and be that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like the only time I'm in here is for this podcast and to sit on that computer and edit. And that drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. I did something the other day I thought I'd never do. And it like, it made me like almost weep, which anyone who hears what I'm about to say is going to be like, what a dumbass. (laughs) I got an email from PlayStation that was like, Hey, your, your yearly PlayStation plus membership is going to renew next Mm. week. Hmm. I canceled it. Whoa. That's the end of an era. Don't say that. (laughs) Jesus. I've been paying $59 a year for six years. No, absolutely. And I was just like, I don't... First of all, I don't play enough. Yeah. Second of all, I never play online. Right. And I don't know. I was just like, dang. So on one hand, it's like, I think it's, it's what's important to you, I guess, is you're figuring out what's important to you. Mm-hmm. But second of all, it's like, I, some things feel like they're important to me. Right. But I just, they can't be. Yeah. I just don't have the option. Right. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I appreciate what you said about like photography and videography. Acting for sure is the thing that I was like, I chose and I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to put in the work and it's worked out. Like I've mm-hmm. been in award winning films. We've traveled. We've mm-hmm. you know, been to L.A. and Colorado and we're like really pursuing it. Mm-hmm. But photography and videography was like I wanted to buy this Sony camera like because I wanted to upgrade our stuff for our content. And Brianna was like the only way that I, we were buying that camera is if we start a business with it. Boom. And so, like, now that business exists, and now it's, like, a success. It's, like, working out. Yeah. You know, we just did a wedding. We have a wedding booked for next year already. We have a, we have a wedding booked a year out. We have half the contract already. Like, it's just, like, wow. happening. We did an engagement shoot today. Like, we're doing shoots constantly. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, I didn't even... She decided that. Right. And I was, like, I mean, yeah. But there's just... There are a lot of things in my life that, like push other things out because they're more lucrative at the time yeah and it's hard it's like a hard feeling it is you get old so fast yeah you get older so fast Mm -hmm. and then you're just like wow i just have to do the things that i have to do right yeah my mom was talking about this with my oldest brother about how daniel's turning 30 this year you're turning 30 this I'm turning 30 in January. Yeah, in January. First week of January. Yeah. And Dustin is, let's see, he's 20 years older than me, so he's 43. His wife is turning 40 tomorrow. Wow. Happy 40th. Happy 40th, Lindsay. Yeah, I'll text her tomorrow. All right. Um, And just how, like, my... uh, Listen, an hour and 10 minutes in. Hour and 10 minutes in. (laughs) 
Um, and my mom is... I don't know how old my mom is. Whatever you say, I'm going to beep it out for. <laughs> 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 my mom is beep years old. <laughs> um, I just I stopped keeping track of how old my mom was because it just made me sad. Um, my... Uh, my mom had me when she was mid thirties. Okay. So she's my mom had me at twenty one. So like yeah. So my mom is close to sixty. Okay. And they were just talking about this, like how people hitting benchmarks and milestones, seeing that realizes almost ages you hmm. in a moment because since Daniel is turning thirty. I'm sure Dustin remembers when he was 30. He was like, oh, I, I had this going on, I had this going on, I had this going on. I remember my mom's 31st birthday. Whoa. And that's like, what the heck? That's close. Yeah. That's a year and a couple months for you. Right. Yeah. And you, when you realize that your parents were growing up while you were growing up, that yeah. makes me almost sick. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Precisely. Yeah. And I, I'm glad I had older parents yeah. because of my personality, how it is, is so, I guess, curious and explorative, but exploration can be so detrimental done in the wrong way. Like, oh, sure. If you explore certain areas of life, and you do it the wrong way, it can cause damage. And I'm like, well, I just want to explore it and see if it's true. No, John, it's true. Don't do that. Yeah. But I want to go see if it's true. All right, go see if it's true. Yeah, you were right. That's my bad. That's uh, that's one on me. But it is. I'm I'm just like. That before I was watching Kurokoto Basket, I was watching this other anime, Made in Abyss. Where they go, they explore this giant abyss that appeared in the middle of an island that's like hundreds of kilometers deep. And there's a ton of like, you ever played Monster Hunter? No. Um, do you know like some of the monsters in Dark Souls or Demons? Uh, dragons? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So the world is very untamed. Okay. And there's cave explorers that go down into the cave to try to find relics to better their lives above the surface. That's what Dark Souls is about? Well, this is what the anime is about. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But, but relating it into Dark Souls is the danger of death is so prevalent that they have to be so careful because this world is so untamed. It's not that the world is inherently bad, but because the world is untamed, it presents certain dangers to you. And I know in exploring different areas of my life exploration exploration takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of time for me to fully explore different career paths and options and things that it almost puts me behind sure because it's like i want to explore this version or this career okay i explored it yeah that isn't it all right let's find another Let's find something else. Let's devote myself to finding something new that I can give myself. I think one of the most, I think one of the biggest problems I have with this life is there isn't a lot of things I can devote myself 
and give my all to that are challenging to me because I can like in school, once it gets to a certain point to me, I can study for a, a day, maybe two before an exam and get an A on the exam. Sure. Whereas other people had to spend weeks on it. Genetics. Sorry about it. That's how it is. <laughs> but it gets to a point in school where I'm like, yeah, I know how to get an A. Right. I don't have to try anymore. And for me, that drives me nuts because I want to give myself to something fully and I want it to still be challenging and fun and enjoyable. And there's so many things that aren't that way because I can, once I find out the driving principle behind it, I can master it and I can move on and it just gets boring. <laughs> I'm tr- I'm just you t- as you're saying all that I'm like trying to figure out This is how I, I, I sometimes I think that maybe this is the wrong way to do conversation in general and this is mm-hmm. maybe this gets me in trouble sometimes but like as people are talking I'm like is that when I'm listening to people talk especially about deep things mm-hmm. I'm always thinking like is that how I think or do I do that? Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like that'll help me to relate instead of just like giving an answer. I hate when people hear what you say and then they just give like a generic. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, do I think that way? But then I think sometimes it, it seems like I'm making it about me. But I'm just like, I don't know. Some people t- like the way you're talking right now feels like a mirror, a, a type of mirror. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like trying to find my reflection in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn, I wouldn't be a good therapist. Like, I wouldn't be a good... <laughs> people would come in and, like, start talking about their problems, and then I'd be like, damn. I should probably call my sibling. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Um, I'm like, all my own issues would come out. But yeah, I, I... I'm just like, maybe that's it. Like, maybe that is the problem. It's just that... And, and it is. It's like, if you have... If you have strong... Maybe that's part of why the home unit is is important, so that you have counsel, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you have a, a if you have a almost like a a panel of people in your life mm-hmm. to tell you like, hey, I know that you're excited about that thing, or I know that you're you want to do that right now, or whatever. But like, that's not it's that's not who you are. Like, I know you well enough to be like, you're gonna waste your time there. Right. I don't know. Is like maybe that's an important thing to know as a parent, you know, is this because you want to encourage your your child. You don't want to encourage my daughter and everything. I'm, you know, you're amazed is amazing, you know. But like, maybe sometimes if you're good at something, you need someone to tell you not to do it. Yeah. Because you're gonna be good at too many things. Right. Like that's my that's one of my problems, which sounds super arrogant. But I I'm I'm just like what what you're saying is like there's, it's not that I'm. It's not that I'm, like, so talented. We're not, like, just the most talented people on the planet. That's not right. what it is. But it's just, like, no, like, the way that our minds work, it's, like, if you just give enough time to something, like, you just figure it out. Like, it's yeah. just, like, yeah, I can do that. Like, right. I can pick up an instrument and learn it. Like, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can play that instrument g- well enough. Yes, well enough. Good enough. I can play that instrument well enough. I can, I can pick up a camera and I can, I mean, I take bomb pictures. Like, you, I, Indeed. 
I take some damn good portraits and like I I can make good videos. But it's like, but you could just do it. You're just like, yeah, I can do that. I don't like just show me what just show me the things and then I'll know the things. I what? Yeah. But then it's like, but then but now I I need a reason to do something past past the fact that I couldn't do it a minute ago. Yeah. It's just like when there's something and I'm like, oh, I want to be able to do that. And then you do it and you can. And Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, cool. All right. Well, I guess can I monetize it? I don't know. Right. And then you try to, and it, and you're just like, all right. Well, now what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've had I've had like moments of big crisis in my crisis in my life where like, and it was always like smaller things as I was younger. It was like, oh, I was really into paintball, but I was like, I don't have time for that. But I was like, if I could just like become a paintballer, it's mm-hmm. like what? What? I don't give a damn about that. Like, I don't give a damn about that. So I wonder, like, what things am I not going to care about? But then I get afraid. Mm-hmm. I get afraid of the things I'm not going to care about anymore. Mm-hmm. The fact of, like, like nostalgia to me is a horror story. Mm. For some people, they love nostalgia. They, like, get a high off of it. Oh, I love being nostalgic. I can hate it. I can't stand nostalgia because it means that something's gone. Mm. It means that something's over. Right. That's, like, my... Second greatest fear mm-hmm. is just like I used to tell people like my greatest fear is is the words never again. Mm-hmm. I'll never do that again. Or like oh yeah I used to <laughs> makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Sick. I don't want to remember it. I want it to be happening now. Don't. Yeah. So I don't know. Like when I was streaming and I was like yeah I want to be a streamer. You know I'd look at people like. Um, the guy in the vest with the glasses. Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect. And I'm like, the guy's in his 40s. Yeah. Biggest streamer on the planet. Like, I, he could do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy goes places that I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like seven feet tall, 5,000 pounds, mm-hmm. fit as a fiddle, mm-hmm. best hair on the planet. Right. D- does whatever he wants by playing video games. And I'm like, he's in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to be 30 and like my streaming days might already be over i'm just like yeah i don't know that i could even do that ever again that Mm -hmm. makes me sick sick i I can't even look back at the videos i can't watch any of the videos i can't see any of the clips of me doing it i'm like who's that who is that person Mm -hmm. because i get hyper focused a part of my brain comes out takes over does that thing and then when it's over my like normal brain is back and i'm like who is that Mm -hmm. why am i why am i not doing that Mm -hmm. what happened i'm always saying like oh it used to like uh But I'm, I'm like, it just there just need to be a thing. I'm like acting for me. That's why I'm afraid. That's why I was afraid to take it out of the box. Mm-hmm. I don't want to turn 35 and go, oh, yeah. I, I was pursuing acting at one point. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> if that happens, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to be doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I going to be, a blacksmith? Like, what? <laughs> I've been like a different thing every few years of my life. Mm-hmm. I've lived like several lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So now I'm acting and I'm going to pursue acting and I'm either going to make it or I'm going to be a real estate agent in a few years. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like, oh, I, I saw you in this film once. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know man but I do it's like I think you you do you need one thing and maybe we could figure it out maybe not right now but like maybe we could figure it out and the next week we could t- maybe there's a there's a I, I'm imagining like a triangle 
where there's like three things that it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It needs to be like adding value. It needs to be challenging you. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be something else. That's just like, right. and it needs to be all three of those things at once to like be the sweet spot of like, I'm going to do this. Right. And I think there's definitely a maximum to how many things you can be devoted to at one time. Yeah. I'm thinking the maximum like is two like simultaneously and three in a rotating value. I t- 100% agree with that. Where one I was going to say three. Yeah. One stays one isn't an optional devotion. Right. For example, family. Exactly. You don't just get to decide one day I'm not a husband and I'm not a father. No. That that doesn't come up on your radar. And you don't just get to decide one day, hey, I'm no longer going to provide for my family. Not an option. There's You're, a word for that. There's a word for that. But it's not It's not nice. It's not nice. You're a bum. No. Um, and then there's another part that takes your unique gifts and talents, talents and shapes them and utilizes them. And it's probably in multiple areas where you can use those. But, mm. yeah. Well... I hope we left you with something to think about this week. (laughs) Somebody is sitting in the parking lot at UNM right now in their car. They're late for class. Yeah. But they started listening on the way. Yeah. They live a little far. It's a long episode. So they live kind of far. They started the episode at at one day and then the next morning they were listening to the rest. Mm -hmm. And they got to school and we were at this part and they're like am i doing here <laughs> what am i doing here they're about to quit everything and go home and rethink their life we're just jedi momented I, i'm just yeah I, I hope that's not the case if that is you you're okay you're okay you're all right we're here with you right in the passenger seat we are Both in the passenger are. seat i would say examine. i'm on jonathan's lap <laughs> mommy <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i would just say like Examine your life without judgment. See what areas of your life are adding value and see which areas are subtracting value. And when you see the areas that are subtracting value, don't immediately get rid of them, but really analyze them and say, am I subtracting value to invest into someone else, into something else that can grow and take over? Because some things in your life take effort and they take serious effort and they take a part of you. Raising kids, being married, all of these things take a part of you and you utilize it. You're sacrificing mm-hmm. yourself for them. And that's the way it should be. But if you're sacrificing yourself for something that isn't fruitful, like, I don't know, Jesus talked about it. Like, you can identify the tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. And if the trees that are in your life aren't producing fruit, maybe you got to cut them down. And that's a really harsh thing to say. And it's a really difficult thing to do. But I think overall in my life, I want things to be fruitful. I want, I want most, if not every area, to be fruitful in my life and to, in a world that seems so chaotic and untamed, I want to bring something and add value. And I can't do that on a major scale. I think I've realized that over the years that my impact in this world might be very small, but I want it to be good. That was a big one for me, too. 
I grew up in the generation of like, and with parents who were mm. like, you're going to, just everything you do is like A plus, right. get the trophy. You're going to change the world. And it's just like, and then, and then again in the church, mm-hmm. you, you're a teenager and you go into the church and they're like, you're going to touch nations and you're going to do this and that. And you're like, it was one of the reasons why I like stepped away from like prophetic ministry in general. It's because it's like, if you don't have the fear of God mm-hmm. and you tell children, that was the last thing we did. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I was really involved with was, was ministering to kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching all these like big hyped up name guys come mm-hmm. in and tell children mm-hmm. rooms of 175 kids that they're world changers. Guess how many of those 175 kids are going to be world changers? Maybe one. Mm-hmm. You lied to the other 174. Yeah. And they're either going to know that you're a liar or they're going to think something's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And that's your fault. Right. And that's why you need to have the fear of the Lord in you to to even begin to minister to people. Right. Because if you don't have the fear, you just can't do that. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. I was a teenager. I'm like, you know, a, a mess, 15. And I have people like speaking just the greatest things over me. And then as I got older and older and older and older and those things weren't happening, I was like, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. God has abandoned me or doesn't care about me. Something's wrong with me. I messed up. I missed the opportunity. I made all the wrong decisions. Rather than somebody just being like, hey, man. The important thing isn't, I think in our, even in our, our generation, like, I, like millennial, more the millennials than the Gen Z's, but specifically in the millennial generation, feeling like you needed to tell kids that like, they're going to do something great in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need to hear this before we end this episode. You generations of people before you, mm-hmm. hundreds of generations of people before you didn't think that their job was to have this cr- a crazy impact on the world. Mm-hmm. They thought that it was their job to have a great impact on someone's world. Yeah. And that is way more important. It's not your destiny and your necessity to change the world. Mm-hmm. It is your destiny, I think, to change someone's world. Right. The person you marry, your child, someone that you meet in need, Mm -hmm. and you just change their world. You have a great impact on their world. Mm -hmm. Because that is a world. You have a world. You have a worldview. You have a life experience, and it's a whole world. Mm -hmm. And if I change that at all, Mm -hmm. I've, I've changed a world. Yeah. But like your destiny, really, it, do what's right. Mm-hmm. Do what's helpful. Do what's beneficial. Mm-hmm. Do what's beautiful. But you don't need to feel like a failure because your generation, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're in if you're between, I think if you're between twenty and and forty, you probably grow up in the generation that's like. You you had it instilled in you at some point that you need to change the world. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. You're going to. Not that you need to. You're going to. Mm-hmm. And that if you haven't already, if you're nowhere close, you feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to become famous on social media because you think that's the best you could do. Mm-hmm. I just want to like 
<laughs> I almost started using ministry language. I almost, <laughs> I, almost, I just want to release you from that. <laughs> I'm getting way too. This is way too sentimental. Of an episode. I'm sorry. Anybody who's subscribed recently, relax. This is not going to be every. They're like, I don't need to cry on the way to Starbucks. What the frick is wrong with you guys? No, but just just let it go. Like I don't know. Just do some good. Just do some good. That's all. Right. Just do some good. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. smile at a homeless person. Like, just do some good. You don't need to freaking yeah. win every damn trophy. Yeah. Just manage your world well. Yeah. Make it organized. Make it clean. Make it so that you can access the things you need when you need it, where you need it. And definitely come back next week because we're going to have a great time. <laughs> it's going to be a laugh. The whole time is going to be so much fun. We love you. Uh, no, I hope this was helpful to you. Um, I've had like things in the news that I've been meaning to talk about for weeks. And I'm just like, but every, I well, eventually. We'll get there. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm all thoughtful now. I need to go like, I feel like Obi-Wan just met me in the cantina and was like, <laughs> you need to go home and rethink your life. <laughs> I need I to go, go home, home and, and rethink, rethink my, my life. life. Anyway, we love you guys so much. If you're uh, a constant listener to Docs and Crocs, I hope this episode was uh, was fun for you. I hope you're on a roller coaster with us, and uh, I hope you feel good. I hope you feel hopeful, and I hope you will either support us on the Patreon at any level, follow us on TikTok and share our content, or reach out to us. I'd love to hear from you. You can message us anywhere. You can message us personally on Instagram. We got jfog24 over here. I'm uh, Ryan underscore AYD. We got on TikTok, Docs and Crocs. And if you want to be on the podcast and you are in the local area, hit us up. We'll yeah. talk about it. If, if there's something, what, what's cool about you? Send us a message. Say, hey, here's this cool, unique thing about me. Can I come sit on the couch? We'd love to have you. Yeah. Here on the Doc and Croc couch. Lit. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, will we see you next week? Probably not, but you'll hear from us. You will hear from us. <laughs> Mark my words. You will hear from us. You will. <laughs>